Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. Jim Nance, appreciate the introduction as always. And this week we've got Brett Baer from Fox News, the anchor of Special Report. He's on, and I actually met him at American Dunes, uh, Jack Nicholas's grand opening there with Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, their vision, that golf course that supports uh, Folds of Honor. What a cool thing that was. He was out there reporting and playing in, in the event. He loves Jack Nicholas. He was actually at uh, the 1986 Masters, and he saw Jack Nicholas win that Masters there on that Sunday. So many cool things. He got a great friendship there with Jack. And he just loves the game. He lives out here in D.C., gets up, uh, he walks three-hour rounds in the mornings, plays as much golf as he can. This guy loves the game. There's so much um, you're going to hear just from the stories and people he's met uh, over the years from this game. Before we get to Brett, I want to get to Encore Golf and check out their Vero X1 Golf Ball. It's our new tour ball, unprecedented combination of distance, accuracy, control, and feel. They're Elixir Golf Ball as well. It's two-time Golf Digest Hot List Gold winner. Uh, check it out on EncoreGolf.com and follow them on Twitter and social media, Instagram, at EncoreGolf. You can use my promo code B, the letter B, Clubhouse, to get 10% off on these golf balls to order them online. All right, let's get to it. Brett Bear on Beyond the Clubhouse. All right, I'm pleased to be joined by my next guest, Brett Bear. He's the anchor and executive editor of Special Report on Fox News Channel. And of course, he's the network's chief political anchor as well. Brett, you're a big golfer. And of course, my audience loves the game of golf. Um, man, this is a big game for you. I mean, where, where did it start for you? Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, I started playing as a kid, probably about 10 years old. I moved from New Jersey to Atlanta and... Um, didn't uh, do well. I lost in like the semifinals of the 10 year old uh, tennis uh, tournament down there, at, like the city tournament. And I got so upset. I said, I'm going to go play golf. And so um, I was like a stubborn little kid. And, um, but then I just played all the time at a, a club called Dunwoody Country Club. Uh, fortunate enough, my parents um, belonged there and, and literally spent my entire youth uh, there. And I remember getting a driver's license and parking the car by the putting green so the headlights could could hit the green and I could con continue practicing. So um, I did that all the time and I loved it and played in high school and then went on to play in college uh, at DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana, and have loved playing ever since. Um, really never gave up the game. Yeah, no, I mean, you played quite a bit there in college, were a big part of that team. Um, I, I love that story, though, about going back um, in the parking lot with the lights on. So so how how many hours would you spend in that kind of situation? No, I mean, I'd spend all day. I'd go in the morning right. and I'd, uh, you know, hit balls and I'd play. And then I'd have some lunch with my buddies and maybe we'd jump in the pool and then we'd play again. And then I would just stay there and work on my short game um, and, you know, park the car so that the headlights would, would go there. Um, 
and really I thought the short game was the most important thing for me back then. Um, it still is today. And I, I could stand to park my car near some greens and work on my short game now. Oh, well, all of us could, I'm, I'm sure. Um, well, listen, how much do you play now these days? I know you're in DC, uh, congressional, different places around here, but how often do you get out per week? Yeah. So we're at uh, Chevy chase. I'm at burning tree as well. Uh, I probably in season play two or three times a week. Um, really early in the morning. I'm like the do buster. <laughs> I get out there, um, and usually play in like three hours, uh, walking with a, a buddy and, um, take a shower and then head to the office uh, or head home in COVID. But now I'm going back into the office. And so get around really quickly and uh, get the rounds in. So I'd say two or three times a week in the summer, there's a bunch of tournaments uh, that I play in. And so I build up to kind of the big events. And the one I'm practicing for now is the Lake Tahoe Celebrity Classic American Century uh, Tournament. July, let's see, 8th, 9th, 10, 11, that sort of time frame. And Edgewood Tahoe. Um, Edgewood Tahoe. Spot. Gorgeous. And I'm, so I'm looking forward to getting out there and hopefully uh, posting a better score. I think I came in seventh once, uh, but I'm looking to get up the leaderboard. Well, listen, we know you're competitive. You know, you're, last I checked, I think you were around a three or a three seven. But how do you ramp up for these celebrity events? I mean, this is a big deal. You want to make sure you're, you're playing your best golf, right? Yeah, I went down to a one point two. So I'm mm. a walking wallet now. I just hand the money out to my buddies. <laughs> um, but I'm um, I'm really working on the game. I'm, I'm taking a few lessons, uh, which I haven't done in years and years, uh, but trying to see kind of where I can fix my swing on the course um, and not kind of let bad holes get to me. So if I can kind of adjust as I'm going, uh, I think that'd be, that'd be good. And then I'm working on the short game a lot. I'm really working on um, my putting, which is a game changer for me. If I can, if I can make putts, uh, my round is much, much different. I played this morning actually. Um, and, uh, left a few out there, but I tell you what, you make those 10 footers, 12 footers, 15 footers, your, your round changes dramatically. Yeah. And the confidence that you take to the next hole, just knowing, okay, I, I, I just did this the last couple of holes. That's huge. Um, what about hole in ones? Have you had any aces in your life so far? I had one hole in one when I was 14, uh, at Dunwoody country club. And it was unfortunately just me, but fortunately there was a guy, uh, on the grounds crew that was raking the bunker and I hit a four iron. It hit the front of the green and kind of rolled up and I knew it went in when he threw the rake up in the air. <laughs> And, um, so it was just me, but that's the only one I've come very close numerous times, but, um, I've only had one man. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you talk about getting up early and, and playing and three hours walking. I remember I covered the BJ championship Kiowa and the next day, the Monday after I played at stone O Ferry, this beautiful public course. And I was out there early and I got paired with an 80 year old local guy there. They're from Charleston, South Carolina. And the friendship I made with them was, was so cool. We exchanged information afterwards. And there's such a shared passion that we have for the game. And you know, I'm 35, he's 80, but yet the game brings us together. For you, what are some of the relationships and friendships you've had because of the game over the years that you really uh, just love? Yeah, I've met so many people through golf and it, 
what I tell people is that you don't even realize what golf does as far as connections. You know, it's not just business. I mean, friendship um, that crosses kind of all genres. Um, I've met uh, CEOs of big companies. I've met um, folks that, um, you know, overseas that, that uh, are just really interesting. I, I'm good friends with Larry Fitzgerald with the Arizona Cardinals, and we've played in a few things. I met a lot of people, obviously, out at Lake Tahoe. But I think the interesting thing is when you, to your point, get paired up with somebody and then keep keep in touch with them. And um, I've done that and have great relationships from from some of the golf. Um, I've played pro-ams uh, where I've I've met a lot of pros and have really kept in touch with them uh, over the years and uh, have some great friendships. Russell Henley, um, Todd Hamilton, Graham McDowell. Um, I've corresponded and, and been back and forth with Gary Woodland. We haven't played together, but I aspire to. Um, as far as in a pro-am, we've played together um, uh, just on a fun Casual day. Round. Yeah. yeah, but um, so there's a lot of great guys. Steve Stricker, I've played in the... Um, uh, the shootout, shootout yeah, yep. down to the QBE shootout. Um, and uh, Bryson DeChambeau, I played with down there. It was before he was big, but I played with him then. <laughs> yes, you know what? I, I'm glad you brought that up because I remember you were paired with Bryson DeChambeau in 2016, the end of 2016, when he got into the side saddle putting. Like, we're like yeah. this mad scientist is trying everything. What were you thinking when you saw that? And he was in your group. Well, I asked him all kinds of questions and he was big into the physics of everything. Like, you know, this is why this works. This is why, you know, the physics of this. And he kind of laid it out. It was very methodical in the 18 holes. He's a really nice guy. Um, this is before he started that whole, um, you know, muscle training where he beefs up and um, he still hit it a long way, but he was, um, you know, smaller, regular size. And, um, but he played well, but he was using the, the side saddle and it was interesting to watch. Yeah. You also mentioned Larry Fitzgerald, the guy that you've played with in the past. This guy is obsessed with the game. I know he's won with Kevin Streelman, his good buddy at AT&T. Mm -hmm. uh, but what, what's your favorite uh, Larry Fitzgerald golf story? Well, first of all, he won it with Streelman and I give him a lot of crap about it because they gave him, I think, a seven handicap, maybe a 10. I can't remember, but whatever it was, he was a little, a little generous for Larry um, during the AT&T. But he uh, he does play well. He loves the game. Last year, I think I asked him, he played 300 times. And this is while he was playing in the NFL. Um, that means you're playing before a Sunday game sometimes. Um, that's pretty, <laughs> you do pretty it. intense. Yeah. So, but he's a really great guy. Um, the best experience I had with him was playing down in Orlando um, at an LPGA celebrity event uh, where we played with Jessica Corda and she won the tournament and she shot uh, 61. 61? Actually 60. 60. She shot 60. Yeah. No, she shot 60. I was thinking she could have shot 59 because she right. missed a couple short putts, but he and I at the end of the round were just looking like get out of the way. Cause we want to <laughs> make sure we're not uh, interfering. She shot 60 on that uh, 18 and it was amazing to watch. Well, you know, you mentioned some great displays of golf playing with professional golfers. What's one of the most impressive shots you've ever seen when you've been paired with these guys or hmm. ladies? I mean, I, I mean, I, I think 
I loved Jessica Corda just because it's fresh in my mind. Um, hitting into a par five, she she kind of had a really long shot over water and, you know, she was having a great round and she didn't hesitate at all. And she just put a, a three wood up there to about 20 feet and made the putt for Eagle. I think that was really cool. I think that was on 16 um, on that course, but I've seen uh, amazing shots. I played with um, uh, Russell Henley, who's an amazing uh, short game he really can get up and down from the world. Mm. Um, and so he gave me some tips. Um, and let me think Todd Hamilton taught me to play the uh, bump and run with the hybrid where he won the 2004 British open at Troon. Over Ernie and, Ells, um, yeah. and so, you know, if you've ever done that, I'm sure there are people in your audience who, who have, who use that, but it's really helpful because you put it on the back foot, you, you press a little bit and you putt it and it pops up just a little bit and then runs like a putt. And I've used that in my game a ton and I've seen him hold it from, you know, 20 yards off the green. This is Todd. Yeah. He yeah. used it a lot. Uh, what a player. Yeah. Um, well, Hey, you know what? We think about uh, shots you hit there, but what about rounds? What are some of the most memorable rounds that you've had? Uh, on the golf course. So uh, AT&T of Pebble Beach is hard to, to miss. Um, and I've made the cut there a couple of times, once with Todd Hamilton, once with uh, Russell Henley. And when I made it with Russell, um, I shot 75. Um, and we were coming into 18. And I pushed it right uh, I didn't want to hook it. My miss is a hook and you know, the water is staring you at the, on the left there. And um, I didn't want to hood this five iron. So I kind of left it open and it went into the stands in the Arnold Palmer cocktail area. And uh, I said, I said, Oh, you know, I'm going to have to drop in the rough here. Cause they give you a free drop. And the caddy climbed up there and said, you're not going to believe this, but you have a really good lie up here. And so I climbed up there and sure enough, it was on this carpet and there's all these seats and there's the, you know, bar and I had 135. So I took a wedge and I put it on and made a five, four. Um, and so that shot was picked up by CBS and I've got the, the video clip of a lady who literally was sitting there with her phone and she was taking her life into her hand. I mean, if, right. if I, if I sculled one, she was going to get it right in the noggin. Man. Well, listen, you've talked about Todd Hamilton. You've talked about these pros you've, you've played with at Pebble beach, um, celebrities, friends growing up. Um, what are, I guess I'm thinking of, um, rewarding friendships. And I know that you have a connection with Jack Nicholas. Oh, yeah. I know that um, you spent time. Actually, we met at American Dunes, the grand opening right. of American Dunes, his golf course there uh, with Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, their vision. Um, how special has Jack Nicholas been for you? Really, really special. And um, I mean, I'll tell the quick story. I, I saw that documentary, Jack, and uh, I guess it was, was it ESPN or golf channel? Golf channel. E yeah. Either one. Um, and I watched all of them and um, came to the end. And, and, you know, I followed Jack growing up. In fact, I learned to play with the VHS tape golf my way 
um, by Jack Nicholas. <laughs> and um, that's literally what I remember doing. And I followed him in tournaments. I, in high school, went to Augusta in 1986 and followed him hole to hole when he won. And I was there on 17 when he made that yes, sir uh, putt. So I had this like connection to Jack, at least I thought so. So as I was watching this documentary, I decided to write this letter and I, and I just told him all of this stuff and how I uh, really valued him and looked up to him as an icon in golf. And because my son had uh, five congenital heart defects and had open heart surgery, has spent a lot of time in uh, children's hospitals. He's since had four open heart surgeries. I really valued he and Barbara's efforts uh, on children's health and what they do for uh, in their children's hospital down in Miami. Um, so anyway, I wrote all of this out. And within a week, I got a letter back from Jack saying he was really touched by the letter and he wanted me to MC an event in New York where he was raising money for his children's hospital. So I said, absolutely. So I went up there and I asked him questions about his golf career, which I was intimately aware of. And um, we became fast friends. Um, we do stuff for his children's hospital, he and Barbara, and they do stuff for Children's National here in DC. I've played with him a few times and we keep in touch. Just got a text from Barbara the other day about the end of uh, the memorial. And she was trying to make sure Jack didn't have too many milkshakes. Um, right. But uh, Buckeye milkshakes. Yeah. Yeah. Buckeye milkshakes. But it's just really, really special. And, and just to be able to uh, have that relationship with somebody that you looked up to as a kid, um, who's, I think, arguably the best golfer that ever was, um, is, is really, really cool. Is there a moment you say you played uh, golf with them a, a decent amount? Mm -hmm. Is there a moment that stands out from around playing with with a great one? <laughs> yes. Well, I was really trying to play well, obviously, and uh, I was in his cart, and he was saying, you know, I just don't hit it that far anymore. And uh, but he was still striping it, and he was still getting up and down, and I think I was four over heading into eighteen. Um, and I looked at the card and he was four over. And um, so I didn't say anything, but it was a par five. And I'm like, this could be it. This could be, you know, I, I win this hole. And yeah. I, this is just a big moment. And so I hit a drive and then I go for the green and two. And I overcooked it, hit it left into the water. I drop, he hits down, hits onto the green, and I, um, I have a putt for par from about 12 feet, and I, I'm up next, but he's got a 25-footer for birdie, and he drains the birdie, and I make the par, and uh, we're walking to the cart, and he taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, maybe next time. <laughs> so he knew... <laughs> he knew exactly what the score was. And um, he, I never said I did, but um, yeah, it was really fun. Well, so, go yeah, ahead. No, I mean, I just think he's just a special guy and um, uh, he doesn't play as much anymore, but he's um, such a, a genius about how he structures golf courses and talks about the game. And I love chatting with him.
Mm. Well, somebody who who understands the game, you, of course, uh, you had that moment, the viral moment with the Dalai Lama where you asked him about Caddyshack. Kind of explain that here for us. Yeah. So I had an interview with the Dalai Lama and um, and we had a whole bunch of questions. Uh, we talked about China and um, the position they're in and then talked about, you know, bigger broader things, inner consciousness and what people should think about. And, you know, the interview went about 20 minutes. And as I was coming to the end, I thought, I have to ask. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, I have to ask this, but have you ever seen the movie Caddyshack? And he says, what? And I said, Caddyshack, the movie. He's like, no. I said, well, there's this movie Caddyshack. And then I'm explaining it. It was like I was digging a hole, but it goes back and forth. And I say, do you did you ever play golf? He's like, no, no, don't play golf. I play badminton. I said, so you're not a big hitter, the llama. And he said, I hit badminton. And it was just a funny back and forth. And Graham McDowell was in a rain delay at the tournament that was happening that week. U.S. Open. Yeah. And it went out like in a clip and it went viral right away. And uh, he said that the guys were all watching it, dying, laughing about the, Caddyshack. I never got to Gungula Gunga, but, um, <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. He, he, I have a feeling he's seen the movie. I think he was playing the uh, coy. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, Brett really been fun getting to know you here on beyond the clubhouse and uh, keep, keep hitting them straight, man. You're playing a lot. You're playing these early rounds, but you know, you got kids at home, your son, Paul and, and your other son, Daniel, you've got a busy schedule with, with work as well. So uh, hats off to you. Thank you. Most importantly, they're into the game. So the young guys are um, really, really into it. Both of them are playing right now as we're talking. And um, I just followed Daniel on the PGA Junior League uh, tournament the other day. So it's fun to watch the next generation. Uh, Golf is very much alive and well, I think. And that's a good thing for all of us. All right, a very fun conversation there with Brett Baer. He loves the game of golf. You can tell that. I love the the question to the Dalai Lama. He just couldn't help himself as a golf fan to ask him about Caddyshack. Very cool stuff there. Um, hope you enjoyed that talk there with Brett Baer. So many cool people. Larry Fitzgerald, Jack Nicholas, you name it. He's met some awesome people we've been able to play golf with. And he is a fanatic. No question asked there. So anyway, hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, U.S. Open coming up here pretty soon. Torrey Pines, that should be a great event as well. Uh, You're going to see a lot of stuff on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to show the best of videos from this interview with Brett Baer. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk soon again on Beyond the Clubhouse.